listening to the Hometown Losers, the St. Louis Sports Podcast, with Josh, Adam, and OJ. All right, getting into it, lose, lose, yet again. But it's eight losses in a row, right? Not nine, it's eight. Feels like 18. But it's eight. I, I was going to say, I think it's eight, yeah. Technically, mm-hmm. yeah, we're, we're three and eight right now. Um, they did a whole, uh, they did a whole uh, uh, count from Sesame Street thing on, <laughs> on the morning oh drive. <laughs> so I guess tomorrow, I, mean, like, I was going to say, I guess tomorrow night, whenever we face the Sharks, I guess it'll be uh, number nine, so. Yeah, and that's actually what I wanted to talk about here. So I want to talk about, like, our next five games real quick. So our next five games, Mm -hmm. we are at home against San Jose. Then we're at Vegas, at Colorado, at Chicago, and then we're at home versus Washington. Out of those five games, the only game you can say that maybe we have a chance against is the Blackhawks, um, which is kind of funny, you know, in in years past. But it's also we are in Chicago. Uh, United Center is not – an easy place to play in. Um, so, well, I mean, looking at some of the losing streaks that's going on to the NHL right now, obviously the blues have the longest, uh, but technically the sharks had like four, I think. So maybe, yeah, I was going to say, I don't <laughs> think the sharks are very good, but yeah, they no, think they lost. Four you guys, row, so we'll see. You guys are right. I'm just saying like, I really just don't, I'm, 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 I'm looking at it as like an overhead per, like projection, so to speak. I'm not really seeing that we have it right now to be able to beat the Sharks. But you're right. Out of those five games, I think that you know the Sharks and the Blackhawks definitely are our best chances. I mean, Golden Knights are on one right now. They're nine one their last ten. They've won eight in a row. Right. You know they're sitting on top of the Pacific Division. They're twelve and two with twenty four points. I don't think we're touching them, especially in Vegas. And then you have Colorado, obviously doing Colorado things. Um, what I mean by that is it kind of a slower start for you know for a team that won the stanley cup uh five four and one of the last ten uh two two games on the winning streak that's not a big deal i mean they're what six four and one i think yeah 13 points but Mm -hmm. i mean they're still a much better team than what we are and obviously washington too you know washington's kind of taking (laughs) a step back a little bit but let's face it every team is better than the blues right now damn near so that's kind of what it feels like that's what i mean by the like with the sharks so you know so my question when you're in last place and when you're in last place you know the western conference is like uh actually i think we're last place i i I, i'm just gonna look are we last place in the entire League, I think we are now. Technically, we might. Holy yeah. shit! We have, we have I think no we are. Wow, there you go. Rain champs. Yeah, go. we don't even have any overtime losses. So we like, well, so we our losses six, got six, nothing for literally, us. <laughs> literally six points. That's all we've got. So yeah, there you go. Oh, we're tied with the Blue Jackets. There you go. We're tied with the Blue Jackets. Who like six fucking? Yeah, the Blue Jackets like killed us last time we played on those. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> No, we we beat the Blue Jackets five to two when we played them because that was the season opener. I think did we play them again after that? Or no, I was thinking no, the Jets. Played, I, that was I was thinking uh, the Jets. We played the Jets once and that was four nothing. You you might be thinking of Edmonton. That's the only team we played twice. We beat Edmonton oh, two. Oh, I was, thinking, and of the, I was thinking of the Jets when I said we lost to Columbus. Because they have like oh, a similar um, color game. Yeah, I got, I got you. you. Okay. 
But yeah, so that's my question for you guys so, is like, where the hell do we go from here? Because I I just don't feel there's really obviously any quick solutions for this. Um, but our, our defense is terrible. Our, uh, we're not generating any offense. But a biggest thing for me is that our wingers, like really just our forwards in general, are not back checking at all. Um, and it's just, it's really starting to become a problem where it's leaving our defensemen who is already, the, the, our, D, our D is really not deep. They're really not that great at clearing the puck out, and it's leaving them on islands a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, what do you guys think is the short-term solution and the long-term solution, I guess? But I think they <laughs> kind of be the coincide for one here. I think we've pretty much exhausted, like, as far as, you know, changing lines. Barube's been doing this every single night. You know, mm-hmm. at this point, heads have got to roll. I, I don't know what else you got to do at this point. You know, your heads have to roll at this point. Because, I mean, Army yeah. came out and said it. So, I, I don't know what else to do, man. I'm not sure if you start trading players this early yet, though. Because, I mean, it is still pretty early, I guess. You it know? is early, yeah. I mean, it, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, you don't want to pass, uh, pass the, the panic button, right? To your point, Ali, it's it is sure. definitely early season. But you definitely get that shopping list ready, and you kind of get the feelers out. Yep. Yeah. Well, and, and and maybe I'm thinking wrong. about that, you know, like, what does that look like long-term? But I, I don't know if we really have a short-term solution. Right now, because it's just we don't have the dynamics of the team, and I I don't think that anything's going to save us right now. We're we're yeah, it's uh, on the player. There's no like yeah. button to press. Like the players have. There's two things that are stopping them from performing up to their capabilities. One of them is that I guess probably because of the losing, like they're kind of in a downward spiral. So they all play super hesitant. That's why they keep getting the puck stripped away. It's because they're not making quick decisions, and they're not even they become a slow team because they're playing slow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because of the hesitation. I mean, I think and also, a, also, I don't yeah, feel like they have any fucking pride. Like They don't get pissed off enough when these teams are running them out of the rink every night. Like at some point, some, some player has to get pissed off and like just run Mark Stone in the next game or something. You know what I mean? Or, I mean, like what we had, um, you know, in 2019 when you had Bartuzzo getting in a fight, you know what I mean? Like stuff like that, it it could spark something. And I I agree with you, right? So I'm going to – okay, I'm going to apologize to you guys right now. But I did a lot of statistics here, and I think that, you know, uh, outside of the podcast here that you guys have heard me talk about Jordan Cairo a lot. But I'm I'm going to tell you some stuff that just really – really sickens me and the reason why i'm going to go there right now is because when we're when i'm watching last night's game which i felt like was just a really bad effort especially in the first especially in the third um i just felt like it was a really bad effort from us and then you have jordan Cairo in the third third who's laughing or smiling on the bench and i'm Mm -hmm. like i get it that somebody could say something to you or whatever but that's something like if, if that was if that was me I, there's no way in hell I'd be laughing. They do that. The time right now is not the time to joke. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I, the, I'd be pissed. Yeah, that seems like the you know that's the ultimate like modern professional athlete, right? Like, oh, screw it, I'm rich. Like, <laughs> I, yeah. I would be sending some people I, down if that's the case. If they're going to be acting like that, that's for sure. Yeah. So. And so, and to me, that so all right. I'm going to show. I'm going to say. Uh, I'm going to go through this right. So. Uh, y'all know what plus minus is for anybody that does not understand this. Um, so essentially, you get a plus for when oh, a goal is boy. scored. Yeah, for your team. That's here, Josh. <laughs> what? Digging out the advanced stats here, Josh. <laughs> oh yeah, no, actually, so here's the. So again, let me let me get to this, right? So yeah, pl- yeah, I, I, yeah, okay, haha. 
Minus uh, is when you obviously get a goal scored against you mm -hmm. when you're on the ice. It fluctuates a lot. But here's the thing. The NHL doesn't really have a lot of like saber metrics, so to speak, compared to baseball. So I kind of found some stuff that I did in just math, right? So mm -hmm. we'll start with some basic stuff. Let's get in the deep metrics here, right? I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. to Kyra, so Kyru leads the league in negative, uh, negative right now. He's minus 17, guys. Minus mm -hmm. 17. Number two, Tory Krug and Ryan O'Reilly with minus 12. Uh, right. So there's a five-point difference between Kyrou, uh, Krug, and O'Reilly. Uh, well, yeah, is we just keep four. allowing goals. This is crazy. Well, yeah. And the entire have a terrible plus-minus because we're losing like four to one pretty much every night. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's not even close. It's not even that's, close. That's what, and that's what I'm getting to, right? Because Pareko yeah. is on our team. Is is He's six uh, in the NHL with ten, minus 10, and Shen is in tied, and actually he's tied for six, but and Shen is tied for 10 with minus mm -hmm. nine. But I broke down some numbers here, right? When you take a look at their average ice time, right? Like Jordan Kyrou is averaging 18.59 minutes, so 19 minutes a game. Minus 17, if you broke that down, he's letting, uh, he's letting a goal happen. I know he's not the goalie and stuff like that, but he's on the ice and getting a minus one every 67 seconds. Every 67 seconds. And that's that to me. Oh, that, yeah, that's unbelievable. That's un, that's just unacceptable. Uh, it's like every other shift you're saying. <laughs> exactly right. You know, and then that is on the average, right? Because you're you're doing the average ice time. Um, if you actually break down the number of shifts, Jordan Cairo is minus one per fourteen point four shifts. Um, that is unbelievably unbelievably bad especially when you're getting close to i don't know uh averaging 35 shifts a game that is just ridiculous out of the 11 games the st louis blues have played jordan Cairo is posting a minus two of uh, minus two seven times out of 11 he hasn't posted positive one single time this season he's been minus three once he's been minus one eight times or no, no i'm not eight times i'm sorry two times and then zero once it, it's, well, well, it, it sounds it, it, it sounds to me that they need to make some roster moves. I mean, it really start bringing start bringing some guys up, you know, start giving them some opportunities at this point. Well, you know? they did do that. They just uh they just brought up. Two I think there's a couple guys. Yeah, I think uh, recently. Well, but they brought them up not out not a necessity because we have injuries, right? Uh, I mean, you have Logan Brown is down. He's now uh, uh he's injured. Uh, you have Artuzo that got injured, and there was somebody else too, I believe, that got injured last night. Um, so these players that are getting brought up, they're not getting brought up out of, oh, we need to try to mix up the lines and bring in some lung, a young blood that might, you know, have some excitement to the game. We're bringing them in literally because of injuries and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. another thing that I'm, I'm going to pull up here, this is going to, it, to me, it, it blows, it blows my mind, but the top line that was on paper, um, at the beginning of the year was Cairo O'Reilly and Shin, right? Obviously O'Reilly center and then Cairo and Shin on the wings, right? Um, collectively, they're minus 38. They're minus 38 collectively. They have a total of seven goals scored on that line, or uh, of their, their stats, excuse me. Um, and in fact, when you take a look at their four games, the four games that they've been on the top line together, because obviously Barubi's had to mix a lot of stuff going on. The Columbus mm -hmm. game was minus two, Roar was minus one, Shin was actually positive two. Um, uh, then they were for the Canadians game, Kyra minus two, Roar minus two, Shin minus one for the Kings game, Kyra minus three, 
Roar minus one, Shin minus two. For the Seattle game, they're uh, Tyra minus one, Roar minus one, Shin plus one. I mean, we're starting to see a pattern here. This this line cannot play with each other. The only person out of that line, yes, Shin is you know tied for tenth with the worst uh, plus minus in the league right now with minus nine, mm-hmm. but he's got ten points. He's got three goals and seven assists. You got Ryan O'Reilly with two goals, no assists. And remember, that was a huge part of his game for the past yeah. couple of years. Not necessarily goals, but assists. He's got two damn points this season. Um, you know, and I get it. He's struggling. And he hit. He I, I watched the game. He hit the post five freaking times last night. He I hit know. the crossbar. I, three yep, times. I was gonna say the, the the post was definitely helping out last night for sure. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, goaltender's best friend. But yeah. when you look at this, right, and, and when people are so high on Cairo, and this is why I have such an issue with Cairo, is that everybody gets so they're they're so excited about him. We've talked about this before. He's gonna be a thirty goal scorer, a thirty goal scorer. All right, so Jordan Cairo has thirty seven shots this season, right? His shot, shooting percentage eight point one percent. Okay, Tarasenko, 33 shots, 12.1%, right? Okay, and then Ovechkin, right? This is a little unfair because obviously Ovechkin is an unbelievable goal scorer, as we all know. But he's got 57 shots this season, 14%. My point to this is the guys that can get you 30 goals, that have been proven 30 goal scorers, they're shooting over 10% most of the time. Cairo, with more shots than Vladimir Tarasenko, has the exact same amount of goals. Just saying. Like that's, that's yeah. it just can't be happening. And I also well, like I'm here. Go ahead. Well, oh, I just you wanted to, to point out sure. that the Blues yeah. did send Jake Neighbors down today. And that doesn't really make sense to me because swapping out him and some AHLers isn't going to really do squat for us in my opinion. Well, they they brought up Nikita Alexandrov and Josh Levo. So I don't know. I think they're going to have but, to make some more. If they're going to make some higher moves, like some of the higher dollar players, I think they need to. To, to give the you know punish them for a little bit for making rookie mistakes in my opinion right now, but yeah, I mean you look at Alexandrov he's twenty two maybe do something <laughs> so but I mean yeah like I mean I don't know I think that yeah obviously Brown's out due to injury but they just dropped neighbors probably because of performance mm-hmm. they bring up a center and a winger. So yeah, and I, the, those I, guys I, have been hot in the AHL. I don't know if you remember, but Josh Levo, he had a pretty yeah, good Levo. game a while back before they sent him down. Like I forget who it was against, but he had some generated some really nice chances actually. So yeah. Levo, I if I remember they're... correctly, played against Seattle, um, and I think he only played that one game for some reason. Yeah, and I, so I do think they're trying to give some opportunities to some guys that have a little more gumption, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and, I mean, that's the that's, first thing you do before you start looking at waivers or whatever, coach changes, yeah. trades, whatever. You know, this is obviously not going to cost us anything at this point. So, I think what they could do to turn it around the most is they need, like, another 2019 kind of moment where they just tear the standings down and just go out and play. So yeah. Right now, they're to me, they're all just way too in their head to possibly be successful at this point. Yeah. I mean, you got to. You definitely have to pretty much go into this thinking. We we don't really stand a chance of winning this. Uh, you know, as far as getting a, a a spot in the playoff, but you know, hey, just go out and and have fun. You know, maybe. No, you don't no. even think about that. You think about the, what's in front of you, right? You don't think about winning or yeah. losing games. You don't think about yeah. scoring goals. You think about the play that's in front of you. What you, what play yeah. you need to make. So well, in 2019, that's what you're right. right. You they did so. Yeah. Right. If, 
if you make every little play, Watch every play that's in front of you, if you play that as well as you can, you're going to win a lot of games. Yeah, so, just one shift at a time. Yep. It's just it, that's now, what I call losing focus. And it's just it's easy to lose focus, especially over a long season. For sure. But, well, everybody's frustrated. I get it, you know. So. Yeah. Now, now they're just it's all easy scared to, to lose focus they're when you're frustrated. So. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so. And that's going to make yep, him nervous. Yeah. What were you going to say, Josh? Yeah, so I'll tell you guys a quick story. So I was in a, a hockey tournament when I was in college, and we were not we were we did very well in the tournament. We weren't supposed to get to the championship game, but we got to the championship game, right? And the team we were playing up against had some had some ringers in it, um, some players that probably shouldn't have been playing in that level of tournament and stuff like that. Uh, we go into the third period. We're trailing nine to three, and or no nine to four, and. Uh, you know, the, the captain of the team, you know, older dude is just like, guys, just go out there and have fun in the third period. We end up winning the game to nine. And the reason for it is we turned the scoreboard off. We just went out there and started playing. And I, it, it coupled with the fact that we didn't win that game. They lost that game, if that makes sense. Right. They, they made a lot of yeah, mistakes that we it. were able to capitalize on stuff like that. Um, they took the foot off the gas and we were just going full blown and we got some lucky bounces and stuff like that. But regardless, we won. You know, and I, I can tell you that I have played a lot of hockey in my life, but winning that championship was probably in my top 10 of hockey moments because it was just crazy on like how far down we were and just the jubilation that we had of winning it all. And, um, you know, I, I feel like we do, the Blues need something like that, right? Where it's like, it, it, sure. turn the scoreboard off, go out there. But I do think we need a spark of some sort. I think that we need, you know, Bertuzzo and Joel Edmondson to get at it or somebody, you know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously, yeah. you know, Edmondson's no longer well, on the team. Well, start getting physical too. So I would well, say that's my thing. So he needs to actually physical, make so. Mark Stone pay for what he did or like mm-hmm. actually make Nazem Kadri pay for what he did. Like, damn right. You can't just like, and honestly, if he did, you're going to spark something. Exactly. To me, they kind of half ass the retribution on that stuff. Like they should be messing people up that do dirty stuff to your players. You know what I mean? Yeah. Otherwise, and, what I, kind I of with you. deterrent is it, right? I mean, the league's obviously not going to do anything about it, so. Yeah. I mean, we got to. Well, like, and obviously, we're losing anyway, so really, you know, so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Go for it. So, so, really, what is there to lose at this point? Start exactly. Physical, damn it. They need to have that realization. There's Maybe something to lose anymore. Exactly. Nobody expects anything from us. Let's just go play. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's They'll the never point. see it coming. Fucking play. Exactly. Yeah, well, just all, fucking hey, play. the one thing I will say, the one thing I will say before I make my next point is, we're already ahead of 2019. We're already dead last. We're, do, you know, like we have a chance to yeah. get back here. Like uh, we're yeah. doing better than we did 2019 per there se. Obviously, season, mm-hmm. but. I know. What you're uh, so it's super funny. There, so there's two narratives as well that I keep hearing. Uh, is one that Ryan O'Reilly is is not he doesn't have the uh, the heart and effort because he's pissed off of the way that the Blues treated David Perron, and I'm like, okay, so you're going to tell me that he's heartbroken that he doesn't get to play with his buddy and stuff. Like, first and foremost, these guys are professionals; they understand that it's a business. Um, they understand that stuff like that's going to happen. Also, we weren't going to pay what we what the Red Wings are going to be willing to pay for for Perron for what he's 34 uh-huh. I think right um yeah, like he's this, yeah that's it's just not going to happen now we'll tell you right 
uh, David Perron's having a decent season. So if Ryan O'Reilly is acting this way because he really misses David Perron, David Perron does not miss him. He's got five goals, three assists for eight points, uh, you know, with the Red Wings. And I mean, he's a minus one because he's right now on their penalty kill, which is kind of crazy. With when you think about this from a couple years past, you know, that David Perron <laughs> would be on your penalty kill, but he was phenomenal, you know, last year and being able to actually play a little bit tougher and stuff. I think that was a huge evolution in his game for his third stint with St. Louis. I don't think he was like that in the prior uh, prior stints. But to me, like I, that, that's got to be squashed, right? Um, I think that if he's if Ryan is if Ryan O'Reilly is really missing a player and that he's acting the way he is, then he shouldn't be wearing the C, and we don't want him on this team anyways. I I, I don't believe that. I believe my some roar, but I don't think that's the case, right? Um, yeah, so, I don't yeah. think that's the case for a second. I think people are stretching, well, man. I mean, it's the entire team's playing bad. Like, it's not like it's just... Agreed. Just like the stretch, and I know we talked about this before, but people keep going after Pareko. And I'm not saying that Pareko is great. I'm not trying to defend him all that so, well, all, all, like, all that he's much. He's not nearly but, as good as, of a defender as I feel like he needs to be. I, agreed. Agreed. That he doesn't but, contribute much offensively, but... <clears throat> I, I, listen, I... Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I just want to say real quick, go go back to the David Perron thing. The fact is that we've been outscored 38 to 12 over that stretch. I understand why people are coming out and saying, you know, hey, we miss David Perron because obviously we missed that scoring punch that we had before. Mm-hmm. So I see where they're coming from. But at the same time, we had to make a move. You know, we had to because we don't really have that cap space and everything else. You know, he's asking for too much money. Yeah, we, just, we're going to have know. to pay for Robert Thomas. We're going to have to pay for Jordan Kyrie, although absolutely. You know, we and do about. people forget <laughs> that we didn't right, get a bump in, in the cap before. So what do you yeah. expect us to do? You know, um, whatever. We were just in a bad I situation. Agree. But yeah. yeah, and I agree you that, move, you know, uh, to, to, to no, you're fine. I mean, because I agree. I agree with you, OJ, that. When you look at this, yeah, Pareko is not nearly as good defensively as he should be, especially for a defensive defenseman, right? He's got two assists this year. That's all he's got. Um, But, you know, for people to say that this is all his fault, they're they're high. I mean, it just became legal out here, but so they're already pretty high because, I mean, his – go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, like, uh, I don't know if it was – Last game or the game before that, it was like it's the stuff that kills me about Pareko. I see it all the time. It's like the guy gets a – they make a cross-ice pass that goes right between his legs. Like, you know, yeah. he's obviously hustling back because there's a two-on-one the other way. And he goes to try and go, go towards the puck carrier who's on one side of the net. And then they pass it just goes right between his legs. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> it just looks so bad for a guy that's supposed to be like your number one defenseman. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah number one defensive <laughs> defenseman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but to me, though, like, I, I really believe that, and a lot of people obviously are going after Preko because of the contract, too. I, I think that Krug is even worse now at this point. I mean, Krug is minus 12 this season. He's got you five points. Okay, that's great. But, you know, a lot of that is he's on the power He's on the power play. That's the only reason why he's getting points. He's got three points from the power play. Um, so that puts him on – at, on level with Pareko, by the way, who's only got two assists because he's not in the power play. So, I mean, to me, like, Krug has just made a lot of mistakes as well. I mean, the team in general has just made a crap ton of mistakes, right? So, I yeah. think that, that's got to be well. cleaned up. Um, and, it, I mean, if we're going to be able to make anything here, hopefully next week, guys, 
we won't sit here and be like, okay, so who are we trading? You know what I mean? yeah. Like, I'm hoping that. Well, not I mean, right now trade. we're sitting here talking about how he break was 22 million in waste cap, but you know, it is what it is. So, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I think he I would, it. I think he could perform better. Like, in maybe on a different team, he would be better. You know what I mean? Like, maybe yeah. I'm yeah. kidding myself. I don't know. <laughs> It just—it just feels to me like he ought to be better than he is. Yeah. Well, he sure I mean, the hell it, isn't a top pair D-man, you know. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I agree. I I 100% agree with that. Um, but to, to blame it all, you know, on that person, it's. It means, I'm not blaming it, it all on him. You know, know my take know. on this. Everybody, it's it's everybody sucking right now. Everybody's sucking. The fact, like, right. we're talking about defense, but the fact is that we've also been outscored. You know, like I said, 38-12 over this stretch. So over the last eight games. We can't score. We we can't defend. We can't do anything right now. So, <sighs> so before we move on here uh, to our next topic, yeah. I definitely want to ask you guys uh, some quick, just quick hitters on some reactionary stuff. And I, I got one under over for you guys, if you guys are cool for that. So sure. So this is you know you guys tell me if this is an overreaction or if this is like on the money here. Uh, Barube will be fired before there's a fire sell of players. Essentially, like Barube will be fired before we start trading and dealing. I don't I'd say so. no. I mean, I, I don't think yeah. so. I think I, I know that there's been talks about, you know, in the past about, you know, like when we've been in the situation before, obviously coaching changes and whatnot. I don't see Barube uh, getting cut here. I really don't. I think yeah. I don't think so because. Yeah, I just don't. I, because I don't think it's Barube that's the problem here. He's trying yeah. like mad. He's trying everything, you know, everything that's in his power. If he was just sitting there, you know, idle by and just sitting on his hands doing nothing. But he's out there. He's he's fired up. He's pissed off. He's out there on the ice, you know, in practice. And he's trying to do, every, you know, work with these guys and, and you know, spark that, um, um, you know, that uh, – yeah, that, that fire with lit, yeah. them, that fire under their ass, exactly. Um, so I, I don't think that's the problem. I don't think that's Barube at all, at all. So I don't see that happening. Yeah, OJ, anything right. you want to add to that? Well, I think Doug Armstrong's a pretty straight shooter, and you know, he sounded to me like he really does think that the systems and the coach are fine, and that's just the players. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that's kind of what I see too. Like. This team isn't that much different from last year. There's no reason. And, like, it's not like Barubi made a huge change or anything with the systems. Like, all that worked fine last year. Like, it's definitely yeah. the point. So. Yeah. <laughs> and, that, and that's yeah. the, the – before moving on to my, uh, my next question, uh, yeah, and, Adam, get, give me two seconds. I'll get to you. I, I agree with both of you guys, and I believe that if you look at Barube's track record, even though it's a shorter, it's shorter time, right, it, it's been proven success. So, you know, if the players are all of a sudden just not buying in, then you got you got another issue to it. Right. Um, And the other thing, too, is to me, compare. So if you look at Barube compared to uh, Yo, compared to Hitchcock, um, Mm -hmm. really Mm -hmm. compared to a lot of other people, the emotion he shows to me tells me he cares. I mean, I I, I, like Hitchcock, like you can tell when Hitchcock got mad because he gets that big old red cheeks in the face. But he never like blew up on a ref for a missed call. He never blew up on, you know, uh, uh, over a deal. But that shows me that the player is there in him, right? You know, that he's still, like, he hates losing, period. So, and yeah. Joe was just like, oh, I'm going to keep, I'm just going to sit here and be monotone and even keel the entire time and hope that players respond. No, he, he was out there. I, yeah. Well, and more importantly, I believe the players do respect Peruby. 
because he does yeah. just treat them like professionals, right? Like it's a professional yeah, exactly. work environment. He's not playing some of the stupid games that a lot of these coaches think they need to play, uh, you know, in order to control players and all that. So, right. you know, to me, he seems like a good coach. And that's another thing is that in, uh, you know, during Armstrong's speech, you know, he gave specifics as to why he believes in Berube. You know, like he's like, oh, yeah, you know, he worked, he was in the AHL. He coached a bunch of good young players. You know, he's a good coach. It's not like, you know, he said it better than that. But it's not like some of these votes of confidence that people always say, the dreaded vote of confidence, like, those are always just like, you know, fake. Like, oh, well, you like our guy? We're sticking with him. You know what I mean? That kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. and also, I just, want, I just want to make a real quick yeah. point before we do move on, is also – if you remember with Mike, you they he, a lot of that was felt with the ownership as well with you and how they lost trust in him. So as a team, we were failing, but I felt because from the ownership perspective as well, they had lost that faith in him. I don't think they've lost the faith with Barube. So I think that I think he'll stick around for sure. So yeah, all right. So another uh, reaction I want you guys takes here, right? So you tell me overreaction or dead on the money here. Kairu would end this season with the worst plus minus ever recorded in the NHL. So if you guys don't know, it's 82 minus 82 oh, wow. is the worst recorded. I mean, that seems absurd to me. So I'm going to say no. Yeah, I mean, it seems okay. crazy. But <laughs> I, I certainly right. hope not. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, wow. What is he currently? Uh, minus 17. Yeah, well, I mean, come on. Yeah. I still feel like it has to turn around to some extent. Like, <laughs> this is not going to be the worst team in the league. We're not going to be drafting Connor Bedard. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's going to get <laughs> like, better. You know what, at this yeah. point, just, <laughs> next week if they lose a bunch more, we'll just be like, all right, you know, screw it. We're going after Connor. Like, yeah. just, to, me, to me, it just doesn't feel like the kind of team that's going to be that bad, you know? Like, we're either yeah, going to yeah. make the playoffs and, like, turn around. <laughs> well, yeah, it just depends how long it takes them to turn it around. It's kind of what I'm worried right. about, you know? It might be too late well, by the time they do, but I do think they will. And the fact is, I know we have the talent. And I know we keep exactly. saying that week after week. I know they have the talent at the end of the day. It's just, but it is what it is. Anyway. No, that's exactly so, what I'm saying. They're too good to play this badly. Exactly. They really, <laughs> they really are. It really are. So, uh, so I'm not a huge I, I, with the Cairo thing. Eh, I don't know if that's really true. I I certainly hope not. I I doubt it. So I'm not a Cairo yeah. fan, as as you guys know. As I kind of told everybody here in the last like 20 minutes. Um, but I also believe this is an overreaction. But I will tell you. So the the record is minus 82. He is on pace for <laughs> negative 122 this season. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's almost so, like I said, he'll get benched before that. Like that's the reason that's yeah, the record, yeah. probably. He, he'll, like, he'll <laughs> they're not gonna yeah, they're not gonna just let him keep going out there every night if he's playing continues to play that poor. Yeah. And you no know, kidding. he has the last couple of games he has kind of started to turn it around. Like he's played a little bit better. So I mean, you know, obviously he's not playing eight million dollars worth, but he's, he's showing signs <laughs> of life, sure. right? Not playing eight hundred thousand dollars worth, but yeah, and I'm with you. All right, last hey. one then for the Blues before we transition here. Under or over, the Blues win thirty games this season. So obviously <laughs> they're not on pace to do that right now. Oh, I was boy. gonna say right now we've only won three, so 
I think last, I don't know, last week I might have said, eh, they probably will definitely hit 30. I'm starting to, I'm really questioning that now. I'm really questioning that. Man, it's bad. I I uh, think they'll go over because I think worst case scenario, they missed the playoffs by a little bit, which would be the worst outcome, period. Uh, Mm. But, like, I really do kind of think that's their floor, at least as far as their talent goes. If they do, if they really do win less than 30 games, then they need to have traded everybody. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, everybody that was not looked at as like a super long term player needs to be gone at that point. So and I'm going to take the adverse to this. Um, I, I I'm going to say this is an overreaction. I believe that the Blues are going to win 28 games this season and they're going to finish pretty far out. Um, I hate to say that. Mm-hmm. I want the Blues to win, obviously, and that hurts my soul to even say that. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to be rooting for them until until they're you know until they lose you know 82 games in a single season. It doesn't matter. I'm always going to be rooting <laughs> for the Blues, but you know, for got sure. them little oh. stitch in my in my arm. But I, I just have a really we- bad feeling about this year. So, and maybe yeah. that's how they get there. You know, maybe they are so yeah. far gone that Armstrong's like, all right, you know what? We'd rather just tank this season at this point, so we're just going to trade. I'm looking the last of them. We're going to get our own know, If this team yeah, stayed last... together for all year, I don't think they would win less than 30 games. <clears throat> but yeah. that's obviously just me. <laughs> Go on, I'm looking the last time we lo- we won less than 30 games, obviously in a full season here. Was it 05, 06? Yeah. Oh, so like the Which dark years sense. after yeah. we started yeah. rebuild. Yeah. yeah. Dark years, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Not the dark. I mean, we had one, we'd been to the playoffs for like 25 straight years before that or something, and then we yeah. started yeah. like a hard and rebuild. We just fell apart. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Uh, so let's transition off uh, our beloved St. Louis Blues here and talk about another oh. beloved uh, love sport and talk about uh, the Cardinals. OJ, uh, you definitely said that you want to talk a little bit about the catching situation, stuff like that, yeah. and maybe comparing catchers, right? Uh, coming yeah. Because obviously, I think we're all in agreement that, you know, with Yadier Molina um, uh, retiring, we're, we're definitely looking for a replacement catcher because I think we all agree that Andrew Kisner is not really that guy. And maybe mm-hmm. Ivan Herrera will be that guy, but we definitely need a stopgap until then. But maybe we go out and get an all-star, yeah. who knows? You know, well, hey, so, maybe we'll get Contreras, so we'll see. Yeah, and that's the thing. <laughs> so speaking of Contreras, well, you know, OJ, what is your what's your thoughts on Contreras? Do you think we have a chance at him? And what other options do you think the the you know the Cardinals have when it so, comes to getting and stuff? My thing is, unless the Cardinals organization, like unless their philosophy has changed quite a bit over the last couple of years to be more offensive minded. I don't think they're going to want Wilson Contreras because he's not the backstop that you want behind the plate, especially with like a young pitching staff, you know? So, and the Cardinals like to bring up, try and bring up young pitchers, you know? So I think he's mm-hmm. not going to be yeah. somebody they'll even do very seriously. Right. Cause I mean, his, all his value comes from the offensive side of the ball, although he yeah. does have a strong yeah, arm. He definitely is offensive for sure. I mean, but, yeah, I mean his, but his, his career war is 20.6. So that's pretty damn high right. uh, compared to what's out there right now. Yeah. But there's uh, a lot of things know, that, you know, if he's not good behind the plate, that hurts your team in ways that quite frankly, you know, modern analytics don't fully account for. So it really mm-hmm. depends what the organization thinks. Well, of, where they can also, support. how much are we going to have to pay for him too? You know, cause I think he was overpaid yeah. by the Cubs. actually, so. You and know. I have that right now, too. So this past year, he made $9.6 million, but they're saying his contract is going to be valued 
So again, he may not get this, but they're saying the estimated value of his contract for this coming year will be on an average of sixteen million a year. Um, mm, now right. that they're and saying he's that's 30, high, right? yeah, he's thirty. Yeah, he's thirty. So they're saying that that sixteen million is most likely unachievable, but they're believing that the the actual number will be twelve million. Um, for like, how many at least years? By, like analyticals. Uh, Do they put per a, year for for like six years, I think, is what they like. The analyticals are taking a look. See, at. And that's so the, not, that's not, the problem with. Really, all the free agent catchers. Year catch, yeah. I want to say Wilson Contreras. He, well, I think he is the youngest free agent catcher. So, like, you know, oh, well, everyone's at least in their third. The, the elite guys, yeah. No, of all the ones I saw, they were all uh, unless there was some that I didn't see, but I think they're all at least thirty. Which, which yeah, with, and there's only like two of them that were like thirty. Uh, so oh, I mean, yep, I, I, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. And yeah. you want to be careful, obviously, signing free agent or signing thirty year old catchers, because like, yeah. how long can they still be a catcher for? Even you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now yeah. you know what? Well, there's a couple year deals. You know what? Yeah. I just thought of, which I probably should have thought of before, but like, the Cardinals could use Wilson Contreras potentially as a DH, right? Like they'll mm-hmm. need a DH, won't they? I don't necessarily agree with that because you have a lot of young like bats uh, that are in the infield outfield that you would like to give chances to and stuff like that. I feel like, you know, if you're going to put Dylan Carlson out there and stuff like that, I mean, maybe you can give Nolan Gorman that chance. You can get win up at some point. I think that the the DH spot is something that's going to be not uh, like uh, like a lot of people are talking about going out and getting Brandon Nimmo right to be our DH. I I disagree with that. First and foremost, he's going to control a lot of money um, just for the free agency and stuff like just to just to swing a bat. I don't think that's going to be necessary. That, that's not that goes against the Cardinals mo, and I don't think that's necessarily a great cause. Yes, Pujols was our DH, but uh, but it obviously made yeah. you know sense for to bring him home. Um, he also gave us a little bit of a discount, like he obviously sparked everything. But he was also a above average first baseman even at his age. Um, so that way they were able to be able to spell Goldschmidt every once in a while. Right, and that's what I'm saying. Adam, so like- are you going to say something? Yeah, I just was going to say, well, in, adi- in addition to Contreras, we also have been linked to a couple of other uh, possibilities as well with Sean Murphy and also Danny Jansen. So, yep, that's, um, yep I got, got those brought up too. Go on. So. Well, I was well gonna, yeah, I was, yeah, so I was going to say, you know, that's the positive of Contreras is he is a catcher. You need a catcher. So, I mean, he could almost I, – I mean, I don't think he should be catching for him full time. I really don't think they would want that. Mm-hmm. But he would almost fill up a backup role. Maybe if they had somebody they felt better about, you know, be like the starter. I don't know. It was just a thought, you know, because he can't kind of fulfill two roles that they need. So I thought maybe they maybe they would have some interest in him. But like for the catcher role, I think they would want somebody that's defensively sound at the least. That's again our <laughs> mo. Yeah. 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 So, so to that end, you know, I was kind of looking at some guys and. uh you know, obviously, it makes sense to look at some of our uh, our catchers first, right? You know, by by WRC plus, Ivan Herrera, not not the greatest. <laughs> I mean, he had a 111, uh, 111 WRC plus in AAA last year, which is you know that's pretty good, especially for a catcher. But he he struggled in at the MLB level, so you know, ideally, and he only played like sixty five games in AAA. So like, I think ideally, you would uh. You'd probably have him go start the year in AAA, like you were saying, Josh. Uh, Andrew Kisner, he has been just atrocious offensively at the MLB level. 
And I, I, and then I also as we know, his defense is exactly. Yeah. So he's like kind of nothing. So, you know, you can't really count on him. So we definitely do need a catcher unless they really think Yvonne Herrera is going to take a big step forward. And they're like comfortable with going with him at the catcher spot in the year. And if they do feel that way, I don't agree with them. So, right. <laughs> and we, like I said, we'll, we'll look at the, you know, I, since I feel like we could probably use more of a stopgap type of guy, I figured I'd look at free agent uh, catchers first uh, because, like I said, most of them are old, so you might be able to get them for a shorter term. Um, well, and, so, you know, so you know okay, before, before, you, before you take a look at that, right, I, wanted to, I want to go back real quick to, uh, to Adam's point here. With, with potentially, obviously, we've been linked okay. to Sean Murphy and stuff like that, right? Yeah. So yeah. I think with Sean Murphy, who is a little bit younger, so he's 28. Um, mm-hmm. Overall, we could yeah. probably pick him up pretty cheap. And honestly, yes. with Sean Murphy, he well, he has a pretty, you know, he's pretty, he is a power hitter. He's, you know, he, um, you know, yeah, he's pretty right decent. He's, yeah, he's pretty decent he's overall. I was just deep, looking at his though. stats. He's pretty. He's not going to be deep. Like he's a solid defensive yeah. catcher. If yeah. not a gr- really good defensive catcher, and he also rings. Like, yeah, he only has one year left on his contract, but they're going to get an awful. And just look at how the A's handled. Uh, who was that we were in for last year? Like Manea or mm-hmm. uh, the other oh, guy? Oh, like Monteiro. they held yeah, on to him. Yeah. Mon- yeah, Frankie Montas. Yeah, they yeah, like Montas, they really but, yeah. squeezed every last drop out of those guys. So like, I don't think we're going to mm-hmm. get him for cheap if we do. But he would be yeah. a great addition. I think so. And that I would think he'd be that a good would certainly be like defensive and. A defensive yeah, catcher that you know he'd honestly, be somebody cool. I'd look at more if we were like looking for somebody longer term, right? Like if we were like, well, I don't think Yvonne Herrera is it. That's a guy I would target, so, you know. Yeah, and to to, uh, to OJ's point here, Adam, like so last year he was making seven twenty five, um, but he is going to arbitration, so he does not have one year left on his deal. He's got oh. arbitration, which most mm-hmm. likely will get signed. But I looked at He's actually got two years I technically. See. He's technically still got two years on on the rookie, but he'll have arbitration. His, it, but they're estimating that he'll get an arbitration rating of three point three million. Okay. Um, but I mean, oh. yeah. So he's twenty years of age, a career batting average of two thirty six, uh, slugging at twenty eight. Right? Rookie. You said twenty. I think he's twenty eight, didn't he? Oh, twenty eight. My bad. Yeah. Oh, uh, I see. So yeah, I looked at Fangraphs. I saw under contract it says one year, and then to be determined. So yeah. Well, I, I was look. reading that apparently that there were basically uh, we, we've been having talks with them or whatever. Um, so we had talks. Yeah. Uh, we had talks before the season even ended, um, you know, during the playoffs and everything. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I do. I, and it might just be us putting out the feelers to say, hey, potentially we can bring this in. But like last mm-hmm. year, guys, he, he had 18 bombs, 66 RBIs. He hit 250, slug 426, mm-hmm. had on base of 332. Uh, I yep. think that, and plus he's, and again, he's got a, I would say, above average behind the plate. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, he's pretty like impressive defensively. Yeah. Like, I think that impressive. is pretty, yeah, pretty good. And he, he could be, but but again, to Al, uh, to OJ, to your, to your point, that would be if we're going full blast into the future, right? And we're like, okay, right. we don't believe in Ivan Herrera. We don't believe in Andrew Kisner. So we need to look on the other, op, uh, on the opposite side. But again, I wanted to touch on that because I had some notes about Sean Murphy as well. Oh. Um, He's but I also dude. think it would, yeah, yeah, but I think I, mean, I hope we can land him. Honestly, to, that's my my take. But I was gonna say, according to like baseball prospectuses, catcher rankings, they've got him at like 14, yeah. you know, defensively mm-hmm. yeah. as a catcher. So like you know, and that's out of all catchers, including backups and stuff. 
So, like, he's pretty good defensively, and he's uh, for a catcher, he's a stud offensively with, you know, 122 WRC plus. So, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, he'd be a great addition. Um, yeah. But, again, and, you know, maybe the reason – oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying, I mean, it's going to cost us because, it like, uh, it, for a lot of these trades and what the speculation is, it's going to cost us Nolan Gorman, which I'm personally – this is me, this is mm. me, just Josh – I'm okay with getting rid of, but I know a lot of people really are high on his plus power. I wouldn't, but it would also I would be okay. But it would also if, it would if be he's part Gorman. Of for Sean Murphy, like okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. But, with but that. hold on, hold on, hold on. So a lot of people are saying that the deal that would have to be done is Nolan Gorman, Tank Hens, and another prospect, or potentially oh, Ivan Herrera. I'm not giving and you that's my thing. Hence. I'm exactly. not giving you. I'm not, I'm not giving up Hens right now. I'm, no, I'm not. that's like, my dude that right got, there. Mm-hmm. Agreed. 80 grade and name, so, 80 grade arm, like come on. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm with you, right? So to me, like if it was a different situation, right? I, I, I would be okay with potentially giving up, you know, a different arm. You know what I mean? But that's what a lot of people yeah. are saying that the A's are wanting. They're wanting hints. They're wanting Gorman, and they're wanting something else in return for Sean Murphy. Yeah, now maybe we can get for it that to, though too. So you know. I mean, I certainly <laughs> think a deal could be worked out of that, right? I would love to. I would. I would probably want to trade. You know, swap two Kents out with somebody else because I think he's like, he's the next like ace in our system most likely. You know what I mean? We trade uh, him away, pitching, like we got nothing on the horizon. Out of pitching prospects, he is ranked 17th on base, uh, baseballreference.com. Yeah. And he was so, in rookie like, ball last year. And you know that they rank eight. people closer yeah. than majors higher. So like he has insane potential, right? Mm-hmm. Like this dude could be like. Just like this could be, he could be a Hall of Famer, right? Like, I mean, well, maybe that's me. Oh, well, yeah, you got to stretch. Yeah, but yeah. My but point is, like, this stretch, is like a legit, legit, legit prospect. I don't want to give for him an up. eight game stretch. <laughs> he pitched 2.71 ERA. That's pretty damn good wow. for eight games. In row, in, that, in, is in, low in, a, yeah. that is low yeah. A, though. That is low A. Of course, of course. But, yeah, it's still pretty right. impressive. You're, yeah. you're 100%. But that's still, yeah. that, that, that leaves you hope. You know what I mean? The reason they left him in low A. Uh, he's he's young too. I think he's a guy that got out of high school. So uh, I think he's 23. Let me look at that. Real am quick. I? Oh, look that up, please, because I thought he was like 19. <clears throat> no, I think he's I think he's a little older than that, but I could be wrong too. But uh, I should have wrote that down. I do uh, know they were babying him as far as pitch pitch count and stuff. Like I don't think he yeah. pitched a single game over four innings last year. Mm. He is 21. Okay. Or, no, I'm sorry. He's 20 now, will be 21 um, going into next season. Like at okay. the beginning of the season, so 21. Yeah. yeah, and I think last year was like his first year actually playing in the minors. The year before that, I don't think he really did much. So I'm not sure for what reason, but they're really babying his arm. So to me, that says the Cardinals like really are in on this guy. So Because, you know, you yeah. see them rush most guys up through, <laughs> through the minors. This guy they're like, no, we're going to get right. So his stats last year were so he made 16 starts um, and had an ERA of 1.38. He was 0 for 1, um, but pitched 52.1 innings. To your point, they baby the hell out of his arm, but it had 81 strikeouts and a WHIP of 0.88. That's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, he made everyone else look like chumps in that league. Like, Jesus. He yeah. definitely, if they weren't baiting him, he would have been in high A last year at yeah, least. I you know. But that's fine. Uh, you know, develop his arm properly. Make sure he stays healthy for a long time because he looks like he could have a hell of a career. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you. And again, I, I am not okay with getting rid of him. But, you know, if we find a different arm, and as you said, that yeah. could be like Nolan Gorman and maybe even Ivan Herrera or whatever. That could be, I think, the, the, the cornerstone well, yeah. of a deal to be made. But we'll end up yeah. seeing, right? And then, like, maybe maybe if the A's would take somebody closer to the majors, like a McGreevy or something like that. Exactly. That, like, right. that, that I would do for sure. I, I just, I'm keeping 10 cats. <laughs> So getting back to it, OJ, um, you know, what else do you see then uh, for you on the free market? Um, you know, yeah. the free market, uh, the free, free agent. agency market. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, what I was talking about, I hope. Uh, free agents that I think they might go for, maybe like, a, you know, Christian Vasquez. Mm-hmm. These are guys that are at least like decent with the glove and, you know, are reasonably proficient with the bat. So like Christian Vasquez this last year, he had a 99. Uh, WRC plus, so pretty. That's average, which is actually, you know, that's above average for a catcher. Uh, and they actually <laughs> were just in talks with his uh, uh, his people yesterday. Actually, the Cardinals were so that yeah. they might they may have something in the works with 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 him as well. And yeah, I will and say this like, too: he does not okay have Boras. Yeah, and he doesn't have Boras too, which I feel the Cardinals really like to not deal with Scott Boras because obviously he's not trying to milk for every single penny. You yeah, know what I mean, so I think that oh, they try to find a right deal. Did you say he is with Boris? Boris? He is. He is not with Boris. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's good. yeah. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> uh, so Christian Vasquez, Omar Narvaez. I mean, re- remember yeah. these are guys you're looking for like a short uh, a filler, right? Short term. Omar I Narvaez. Agree, yeah. He's I been agree. a pretty good uh, catcher in the past, and he's also had like some studly offensive years. So, you know, if you get him on a short-term deal, he could, you know, be a real boon for you. Especially uh, because they're saying his contract value might go down. So he made $5 million last year, but they're saying that his contract value is going to be worth on an average of three point one for a three-year deal. So to me, that would be – if you're looking yeah. at Hyven Herrera as the future, that would be a perfect stopgap. I mean, it's a guy exactly. that career-wise has bat two fifty six, slugged three eighty six. And has an on base of 343. That's pretty damn good for a catcher, an on base 343 right. for your career. Yeah. Very good. Now, he did have a tough year last year, though. Like a very yeah. tough point year. one war. Year. Yeah. Yeah. But, Four home runs, you know, 23 RBIs. Yeah. Not great. Yeah. Well, I'm not calling him done yet either. So, I mean, like I said, there's he, upside there offensively, and he's reasonably good defensively. Um, any, I think any, sorry, what was that? Go ahead. Was, was, oh, go ahead. I was going to ask him a question. Oh, I was going to say you might as well because I was about to move on to the next guy. Well, I was gonna, well, <laughs> that's going to say I was going to ask you if uh, is Alejandro Kirk on your on your list by chance. Alejandro Kirk. I know I saw his name come up. I don't know if I. Who's he? Uh, who has him? Is that uh, Texas? T- no, that's uh, um, uh, Toronto. Oh, okay. No, probably not. I didn't think they would be wanting to. Oh no! Wait a minute. He's a free agent. Yes. No, he didn't come up for me. Uh, but he probably should have. Actually, I think Isn't he's he? got. Um, I think he's got a option out year, and I don't think he's going to be optioning out. I think that's the 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 reason for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he may not have been on the free agent list. Let me see. And I don't think Toronto's in like the trading kind of mood, right? Uh, but yeah, he, I mean, he certainly is very good. You know what? I one thing I learned. Uh, doing some of this research is that uh uh jose trevino is just a hell of a catcher <laughs> like, 
he's like basically in the tops of like every catching statistic on baseball prospectus. Like he's a stud. Uh, he plays for the Yankees, so we'll never get him. But yeah, uh, be yeah, that's, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, let me check out actually, That's what I got on my Yeah, I think they're looking to maybe Yankee. trade him. So. Oh, okay. If they're looking to trade him, then yeah, that's a that's a guy I would absolutely go for. because uh, he's not free agent until 2027. Yeah, but so, yeah, they're they're, ta- they're talking about trading him. Apparently, that I just was looking He's that up. So. I didn't hear that. If they're, no, yeah, yeah, that's the guy. Here's John Murphy. This is the guy. Yeah, like he's he's rated higher defensively than Sean Murphy. Like by baseball prospectus, using their overall catch their mm-hmm. catcher metric, mm-hmm. he's like he's third, whereas Sean Murphy's 14th. And also, yeah, okay, so uh, <laughs> also I, I, Alejandro I mean, Kirk has been hitting better. Uh, well. Yeah, maybe he's just not really. He's probably the same, same, uh, same kind of overall. Well, I, I looked at that 165 WRC plus, but that was in nine games. <laughs> yeah. But he had a 129 WRC plus in uh, 20, uh, 139 games this past season. Like, that dude's a stud, too. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about about him. This is not the person I thought it was. I was like, oh yeah, he, like he was on like a, a long list, and, and I just this is something that research. just came he's, out. I think he's younger by four years too. By four yeah. years too, he's twenty four. Yeah, like this that. Is something, could, that looks like your catcher so. of the future. Oh, you he know? literally just turned twenty four as well. Like he, he I, yeah. So his his knees are probably going to be shot by the time he's twenty eight though, because <laughs> he's five foot eight, two sixty five. Holy crap! <laughs> wow, he's put on some weight then, because I'm looking at some stats and he was five eight two forty five, so he's he's starting to get out of shape. Oh no, yeah, well yeah, I'm looking like, at fangrass. I, I, fangrass. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big boy. <laughs> he's, a big old, he's big. Yeah. Literally, so yeah. like one of the first things you pop up, and this is on sports.net.ca uh, for Canada, right? The seventeen uh-huh. year old catcher. This is obviously a few years back. The seventeen year old catcher stands roughly at five foot seven, well over two hundred pounds. Well over two hundred pounds and bold. Oh boy! <laughs> oh, sorry I mean, about you there, eh? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Guess what? Overall, he's pretty bad at base running, according to Fangraphs. He's got to be better than Well, he actually was probably statistically because I'm pretty sure Yadi Molina was the slowest guy in the entire league last year. I was going to say him and him <laughs> holes, obviously, you know, at the end. Yeah, and that's, slow, that was so. measured. So that means this guy probably <laughs> actually was faster than him. So. Yeah. And the last stats I have here for Pools, I, or sorry, for Molina, I should say, was he was 225. I don't know how accurate that was, you know, at the end there, but uh, he was 225 yeah. and 5'11 compared to Kirk, who was 5'8. And you said, what, 260 something? 265. Wow. He's a he's bowling ball, he's dude. He <laughs> should have been a guard or something. Right? I didn't realize he would. Yeah. Maybe what they need to. Yeah. Have to put him on. But yeah, no, I mean, so he's 24, so you know his knees will hold up for a little while longer. He's free agent 2027. Like, so you do, you know, you have him under control for a while yet, too. I mean, that would definitely be a good look, a good little option there because he, he must sting the ball. Because you know he's contributing nothing to his WRC plus with base running. So. <laughs> he wasn't all last year too. But, so the thing about it is from what I'm seeing, and I don't necessarily think I like this. So what what I'm seeing is the rumors going around that potentially the trade could be done for Kirk. 
is uh-huh. Nolan Gorman. Funny how he's like been the fucking. Like, there you go. Lined well, yeah. Nolan yep. Gorman. But hold on, hold on. Nolan Gorman, Newt Bar, and Patino. No. Which we're and not who? giving up win. But Newt Bar and win. Oh, no, no, no. That's way too much. That's way too much for one guy. Come on. No way. Get real. The only reason I'm okay and giving I, up I, Gorman is because we got uh, Brendan Donovan. Like, I feel I, comfortable. I, I wouldn't like, give up Newt for him. I'm sorry. I wouldn't give up Newt either. You know what I mean? No. Well, yeah, he, we're he's going he's definitely more valuable than this guy is. I'm sorry, but no. I, I, well, I, no. I mean, if honestly, if, I, if this guy keeps producing like he did last year, like, I mean – Maybe when I don't know. That's the thing. We'll have to see how Win does. Win's still a bunch of like what he could be, right? This I mean, considering had, had, like, Gorman, considering Gorman and Newbar were all considered untouchable for you know before for you know the Soto trade and all that. I was like, eh, I don't know about that. I don't want to forget her. Well, yeah, it was the amount of people because yeah, I mean, first it of was all, a I don't lot think any prospects. Yeah, I don't think any like a hundred percent real trade came out, but like the speculation I was hearing though is like Walker. Gorman, Wynn, like McGreevy, like all of these dudes, like every third year we had in the minors. They're like, we yeah. just want all those guys. I was like, ah, I don't have for us. You know, like, I mean, San Diego didn't win the World Series this year. So now what, guys? I mean, <laughs> I think their farm's a little deeper. Hey, I'm glad that Soto, I mean, not to get into that topic, but I'm I'm kind of glad. If, if we couldn't have him, I'm so glad he was there versus the Dodgers. So just saying. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, at least he did come our division. And and not to throw, and that's to throw another thing out there is it, it was it was looking like uh, Aaron Judge maybe landing with the Giants too. So maybe what? Yeah. they don't even have, have a team. Weren't they pretty? They were pretty bad last year. How do they figure so, that's going to work? I was reading uh, that the, the other Giants day. Giants actually so. have a lot of money to spend, mm-hmm. and they're saying that mm-hmm. uh, the I got Giants you. are going to rebuild uh, their team. Yep, and they are putting exactly. him at the prior on the priority list. Yeah. So, so for, this is this is what people are like analysts are expecting. This is all over ESPN and stuff that um, that uh, Xander Bogarts will sign with uh, with the um, with the Giants. That uh, Carlos Rondon will sign with the Giants, and Aaron Judge will sign with the Giants. Mm-hmm. That's a yeah, those lot. Are three that's a lot. Yeah. Payroll. Yeah. yeah, that's a lot. But, they're making some moves. They're spending some so money. Speaking of this, Kirk. I mean, just so you know, Rondon. I think they already had him, right? Correct. They're just trying to re-sign him, but they're he's re-signing. a free agent. He 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 went out of his option. He had one more player option, but he's wanting to test the market to go get more money. But a lot of people that are close to the organization in uh, San Francisco are saying that he, he kind of wants to stay there, but he just wants to try to drive up the price essentially. Mm. I guess yeah, they're, they're, he's going and they, they believe his market value is 31.6 uh, per year right now. Um, and he's getting, I think 24, you know what I mean? So he's just trying to go out and say, okay, well, if you're not going to give me a raise, I'm going to go out and get a raise. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Gotcha. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, say- you said something about Kirk, though you're you were going to bring yeah, up. Yeah, there's another there's another situation that I saw here that it was Carlson and Newt Bar with Ivan Herrera part of the package. I'd be okay, I guess, but I really but don't. Then want who to plays outfield? That's my point. Like, why are you giving <laughs> up Put some center world of hurt there? Yeah, because yeah, we got no. We have Tyler O'Neill. <laughs> exactly. We have because yeah. we got Rivera. <laughs> Right at that point, then you're then you have to sign like a Brandon Nimmo. Yeah, to be yeah. a right field, yeah. you know. And I don't, exactly. I don't believe 
you're not gonna you're not gonna make yourself weaker in one position to make yourself yeah I, that wouldn't make sense to me in one week. And, and, not to mention I I, I'm all in on Lars Newbar. Like I think I from what I heard about him is that you know he made some swing changes in the in the uh, you know hitting lab and all that and like apparently he added a bunch of miles per hour to his exit velocity and all that kind of stuff. So dude, listen, I think I mean, that his good performance. Well, I, th- I was just saying, I think that his good performance last year is who he's going to be going forward. I agree. I 100% agree. I think that, again, he's, to me, he's the pepper grinder, man. Like, he, but yeah. he is also a staple, I think, in the, in the dugout. Like, the, the, the motion yeah. he shows, how excited he gets, like, when there's a big hit. When he, I remember a couple times he got a double, and it's like a game that is, okay, kind of already over. Like, we're already up by three, four runs or whatever. And mm-hmm. he's still getting excited. You know what I mean? He looks like Alex yeah. Ovechkin every time he scores a goal who's like, you know, it's like, okay, Alex, calm down. You scored four goals. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, <laughs> hey, but that's sometimes – that's what drives good players to be great. And sometimes great players yeah. to be, you know, historical. So I'm yeah. not saying that he's in that level, but I, I love Newfar. I think that he brings yeah, up a lot of energy. Sure. He's very aggressive too. To me, to me – he is a he's a more friendly and he is a more he's more friendly and a better fit of like a I'll, I'll call him the Cardinals Brian Harper. What I mean by that is how aggressive he is, how much he loves the game, um, and how much like he really just wants to win. But he does it with a smile and he's not an asshole about it like Brian Harper is, right? Bryce so Harper. To me, let's just get let's get uh, that. Oh, my bad, my bad. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh, you didn't know about Bryce Harper's little brother, Brian? Yeah. What? He's gonna be a stud, I tell you. <laughs> Please, <laughs> <an> asshole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's even worse. He's 17, but he's an asshole. Actually, <laughs> funny you mentioned there. There was a Brian Harper. I just googled it. the oh, dude, 63, and apparently played for uh, <laughs> yeah, like played for the Cubs. <laughs> so, there you go. What's his war? What's his war? We can put him out in the right field. <laughs> there you oh, go. Actually, so funny enough, he actually played for the Cardinals in '85. Well, there you go. What? Wow. There you what? go. <laughs> Literally, Brian Harper. Oh my Brian goodness, Harper played for the Cardinals. What position? Yeah, what position uh, he exactly? He was. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He wasn't. He was a catcher. He was a catcher. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it full circle. It's Bring a it solid. Full <laughs> Bring it full circle. There that you is go. awesome. There you go. Jeez, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, but, this dude so this dude's is only 63. Picture, Do we give him a call? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He is a world I champion in 91 got some left with in the twins. <laughs> oh, wow. There you go. There you go. He's got a ring. <laughs> so that funny. means we need to keep Lars Newtfar since he's the... <laughs> There you go. So I just I just googled Brian Harper, right? Uh, Brian Harper STL uh, Cardinals. There's uh-huh. a 1986 tops card for Brian Harper that's going for sixty dollars right now. Holy crap! <laughs> like, Sixteen dollars. Sixty dollars. <laughs> Damn. Zero for this guy. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> and who was it? The guy. I don't even remember <laughs> exactly. him. Honestly, like he was only with us for guy? a freaking year. Holy crap! Jesus. That's funny. <laughs> <clears throat> That's funny as hell. Yeah. But, uh, but okay. Let's, so, let's, let's, yeah. Uh, I was gonna uh, just bring it back to catch. So, yeah. Um, the last guy that I could see him going after in free agency is uh, Mike Zanino. And like, it, I kind of went in the order of guys like, 
you know, order yeah, of preference, that was, right? Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm with you too. Yeah, Mike, it, it, I looked him up as well. Yeah, like I could see him being the kind of guy you get for a short-term thing. He looks pretty good, but he had he had thoracic outlet syndrome last year, and he's 32. And we all know thoracic outlet syndrome is pretty a pretty big deal. Uh, you know, he's not a pitcher, but he still needs to throw runners out, right? So hmm. I don't know. He might he I'm might be lost. His stats here. Overall, yeah, I mean, so yeah, I got him right here in front of me. So yeah. like it, it, last year, five home runs, sixteen, uh, uh, or excuse me, sixteen Seven. RBIs, forty six strikeouts, uh, average of one forty eight, slugging three hundred four, and one ninety five yeah. for his on base. Yeah. And when you look at him too, he's more of a defensive guy, anyways, because his career he definitely is more defensive for sure. Slugging four ten, yeah. which that seems pretty high. Um, but then on base percentage is two seventy one. And, you know, a career war of 9.82, which is pretty good. Obviously, last year was point zero. It was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. It was negative point. Yeah, negative point eight. Right. Yeah. But the other thing about it, too, with, with Zeno as well, uh, or Zeno, I'm a bit, is that they're saying that he most likely is going to be $9.6 million. So do you really want to sign nah. a guy for, for an average of $10 million per se? Or even nine million dollars with with what he's what he showed you last year. You know what I mean? It's, well, that's not yeah. bad. I mean, it, it obviously depends. depends what they can get these guys for. But like, yeah. I'm just if I'm looking at options, if I'm a DM, he's like on my list of guys to talk to or at least think. Yeah. About, I mean, you know? he was a top one of the one of the top catchers a few years ago. So by war, at least it looks like. I mean, yeah, it looks like he was one of the top three actually in 2017. So yeah. He's, he's, he seems like he could be pretty good. Yeah. But, you know, so and those, those are like the bargain bin guys for for sure. Uh, UFA shopping. You know, we already talked about Sean Murphy. We talked about uh, Alejandro Kirk as mm-hmm. a potential trade targets. Mm-hmm. Uh, some other guys that I thought were I'm not sure that all these guys will be up for a trade. Like, you know, I was looking at Washington Nationals, Kyber Ruiz, like, uh, you know, yeah, Washington. It seems like there's gonna be no way that they're going up for a trade right now. They're trying to rebuild. Like, yeah. Go on. Yeah, and I was actually just reading. Apparently, he uh, he was terribly injured last year at the end of the season. Actually, it was season or like season ending at that point, just because. Oh, uh wow. Yeah. Well, apparently he got hit in the testicles. So. Oh man. Uh, yeah. yeah I've, uh, he got hit like in the groin. Before I took, yeah, I took a he I t- took a cleat in the uh, in the in the sack, and I can tell you right now that is not fun. Yep. So, I, uh, that's like taking a foul ball to the old balls. So, I, uh, yeah. I, uh, my heart he had a bit. Let's just say he has a con- or he had a contusion. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a. Ooh. Uh, contortion and stuff like that, man. That is just absolutely. Um. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Certainly I mean, not like, going to impact him long term, but definitely but, it, it took him out last year. So. Yeah. I was mostly looking at teams that are bad. Right, because I figure yeah, those yeah. are the ones that are most likely to trade somebody. Uh, you know, then there's just another option. There's this Brian Servin guy from Colorado. Now he's hmm. 27, but uh, and he he doesn't hit well. <laughs> he does not hit well. Colorado's gonna be like, dude, we're still paying for no yeah. Nolan Arenado. We ain't now, even touching yeah. you right now. I do want to yeah, point out yeah. this is another young guy. Well, I say he's young, but. Was he? He's uh 27 actually, 27 and a half. So, but last year was his first year in the big leagues. 
So the year before that in AAA, he had hit uh, 130 WRC plus, and last year it was 52 WRC plus in the majors. So he didn't hit for crap, but he's been a pretty solid catcher overall behind the plate. Mm-hmm. Uh, baseball prospectus has him ranked as number 10. So like he, you know, he's a good catcher. He might have the ability to improve. Uh, and then uh, I want to say, like, lastly, maybe Yasmani Grandal. <laughs> Yeah. I'm pretty sure the White Sox are kind of done with him, most likely. Uh, and again, he would be like a stopgap option for a trade. Like if you were going to trade for him, I would expect to get him for not very high level prospects, and he would be somebody you just hold on to for like the term of his contract, you know. So then, w- w- what about this too? What oh no, no, no! Pay? I take that back. He's got a four-year, seventy-three million dollar contract, and he's thirty-four. Right. Mm. And he had a pretty bad year last year. I would not trade for Yasmani Grandal. Take, <laughs> so take him off. Yeah. Take him so, off the list. <laughs> so, uh, you know, looking at the free agencies and stuff like that, if we don't go with the catcher, the only other position I can see us really going in the market for <clears throat> is going to be a shortstop, right? Yep. Um, and I feel that if we can't get a, a guy that that we really want as a catcher. That I think we're going to go out and grab a uh, grab a shortstop because I, I don't oh. think I mean besides Carlos Rondon I really don't see us going out and getting Clayton Kershaw I don't see us going out no. and getting Degrom I think Degrom would really excel with our defense I think Degrom would be phenomenal here he well, just I mean his yeah. average is going to be forty million Degrom will excel anywhere he goes <laughs> yeah but, but uh, what I'm saying is I was going to say I mean, a, let's make a list okay. of the positions we think they might go for we did catcher today let's do a different position next time. Well, I got one. I got one for you, real quick. Shortstop. I mean, like again, like Shortstop, I'm just taking a look, right. we, and we can talk about it next week a little bit more. But you know, there's really only four that, like, four major major hitters that are on the market. Obviously, there's more uh, shortstops that are out there. Um, but you know, you have Carlos Correa, you have Trey Turner, you have Xander Bogarts, and you have uh, Dansby Swanson. The only person, and yeah. I'll leave it at this, right? So we can leave it, uh, leave it for next week. But to me, I think Dansby Swanson might be the best fit for us, right? So this past year, he made $10 million. Um, he's got a $24.8 million, uh, $24.8 million uh, per year value so far. But they're saying that it's probably going to come closer down to like the mid to high teens. Um, he's 28 yeah. years old, a career average of 254. He's slugging 417 on base of 321. He's got a 14.41 in his career. I mean, last year he had 20. So imagine this, what, what we had last year, right, with, with Arenado and Goldschmidt. And then you have right in there Dan, uh, Dan Swansby, or Swanson, excuse me. Swanson, uh, I, I'm sorry, I'm going too fast. You know, being in like the five or the six or maybe even the two-hole hitter, 25 home runs and 96 RBIs. You know, yeah, he, he struck out 182 times. Like, he swung and missed a lot, but... <laughs> yeah, I mean, he also Michael, had Gordon. <laughs> did you, did well, you see... Did 277 on average. I'm just kidding, dude. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not to dive too deep into anything, but obviously, did you, I'm assuming you saw the news then today about uh, the deal with Cleveland, uh, speaking of shortstops. No. We picked up the minor leaguer, Jose Furman. For, oh, uh, from, I did. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So, he, he, it, so it's possible yeah. maybe they're, you know, trying to see what he's got as well. So, just FYI. Um, because they traded, they, we got him for, uh, and, and there were some cast considerations or whatever, but anyway, so yeah, it's mean, possible that maybe we, you know, we do something with him too. We'll have to say, I'm so. not going to lie though. Like Dansby Swanson, he's good, but like 
he only had a slightly better season at the plate than Tommy Edmond did last year. So, like, you don't have to go out and get Dansby Swanson. You know what I mean? Listen, I'm 100% with you, but I just feel that if, you know, they've been very animate that the budget's going to go up. So if they Mm -hmm. don't get a catcher, right, just say the catchers don't sign here, what do you go get? Because at that point, you're not going to be like, okay, I'm going to go break my bank and, you know, go out and get DeGrom. You know what I mean? Like, I'd have to see the pitchers, but they do need a pitcher. Like, I was going to say, my top three are that starting pitching, a catcher, and shortstop for sure. Yeah, I think catcher's number one. And for me, then it's pitching, then shortstop. Because really, I feel like you have a workable middle infield. When you look at Tommy Edmond, Brendan Donovan, like those guys are going to be great up the middle. Like, I mean, you could obviously improve on it, but. it's not the greatest area of need to me. And like an outfielder, they probably need at least a fourth outfielder. And I, I'm with you too, right? And that outfielder can be more of like a platoon guy. For me, a pitcher that would fit perfect with us is Carlos Rondon. I mean, because like, mm-hmm. again, for me, he's a lower market guy. He's, he's 31.6, yeah, but they're saying that it's going to probably come around like a 26.8 on market value um, when everything's said and done. Because you, obviously you got bigger names in front of him, right? But he's got incredible swing and miss stuff. I mean, a career ERA of 3.6 that's pretty decent you know what i mean uh yeah. especially out at, you know when he played with the san francisco so uh yeah. i mean last year he had a 2.88 era and a whip of one uh, of one yeah. oh yeah and his advanced stats for pitching are good too so yeah he's definitely a good strikeout pitcher yeah he's exactly the kind of guy we can stand to add uh, exactly he is uh his birthday is in december so he'll be Next year will be his age 30 season, though, so. Exactly. Oh, that's the only downside. But, all right, I think that's a good point to, to leave on, and we can definitely talk about, you know, maybe shortstops and pitching and stuff like sure. that next week as well. Yeah. And uh, hopefully okay. we'll have a win under a belt for the Blues. Who knows? Let's hope. Uh, probably they will, right? They can't lose that many more games. Yeah. <laughs> the will show us one say, thing, right? Yeah, I was going to say. Well, honestly, say. what – Another thing, another factor that works against them to me is that they keep having all these days off. It's like, I feel like they need to just like get in it, just go night after night and just keep going until, because then they can just wash all the worries away and just play hockey. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they had this whole last weekend off. It's like, why? I don't know. Like whoever made our opening schedule is just, I don't know. The whole whole schedule from the beginning was a mess because we had such a late start. So yeah. I mean, it was ridiculous. We we literally didn't well, start until like freaking mid October, so it was nuts. Well, there were some teams that had three games before we had our. First I know. Game. Like, come yeah. on, dude, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it was we, we were yeah. playing when we uh we had I think when we were playing against Edmonton, that was our third game. Um, Carolina was also playing that night. It was their seventh game. Wow. That night. Yeah. That's well, what it looks like, like it looks like. After so on the twelfth, it looks like we start getting into more of a flow here. I'm just looking at the schedule here. Yeah. It's the twelfth, fourteenth, sixteenth, seventeenth, nineteenth, twenty-one, twenty-three, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-eighth. You know, so it looks like it's pretty yeah. consistent for the most part. You know, I think we're gonna have a lot of back-to-backs in December too. Yeah, I'm looking into December. So, I mean, so we're gonna get into it, looks, it here. Yeah, there's a few breaks here, like. We go from like the eighth to the eleventh between the Jets to the Avs. Oh my God! Oh well, whatever. Yeah, it's what it is. But yeah, whatever. It's over a win. But gents, yeah. As always, 
it was great talking with you guys and uh, we will continue it next week and go from there. Hey, this is Josh. Thanks for checking out and tuning in to the Hometown Losers podcast. Check us out next week as we continue our silliness and talk a little bit about the St. Louis sports scene. Catch you next week.